everyone. This is Molly Douthit. And David Douthit. Welcome to More Than Hearing, a podcast to encourage preachers to use multiple intelligences in sermons and worship leadership, because there are plenty of ways to reach someone's soul. Today, we're covering Eye Smart and Body Smart for the lectionary selections for the 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. The Lord asks some pointed questions through the prophet Jeremiah and then calls for justice for the lowly in Psalm 82. The author of Hebrews lists more examples of great faithfulness, and Jesus scares everyone with images of fire and swords in Luke. We have a great cloud of illustrations and special effects to point your sermon in the right direction. This podcast is based on Dr. Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Dr. Gardner suggests that there are multiple ways to learn, process, remember, and understand our world. Each week, centered on the weekly readings of the Revised Common Lectionary, we develop illustrations and special effects using various smarts based on Dr. Gardner's identified intelligences. Over the course of four weeks, we will cover word smart, eye smart, math smart, body smart, music smart, nature smart, people smart, and self smart. You could read more about Dr. Gardner's work by clicking at the link at the top of our webpage, morethanhearing.org. Join us as we explore ways these intelligences can be utilized for a deeper appreciation of God's Word. Then we encourage you to try it yourself. Anytime and any way we can make use of the different smarts, we give people greater access to the Word of God so they can acquire it, process it, and internalize it in ways that make sense to them. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back. We are moving through ordinary time. It's hard to believe it's already the middle of August. Mm-hmm. What happened to the summer? It's it's getting late in August. Even. I know. Gosh. People uh, are going back to school. I know. That is the weirdest thing. Didn't they just get out? Uh, it seems that way. Goodness. Anyway, so uh, we are looking at um, a four- Uh, scripture passages for year C, ordinary 20. We are doing the complementary Old Testament passages. So if you're looking for information on Isaiah, you're going to want to go check out what we did three years ago for year C, ordinary 20. We did Isaiah then. Uh, This time we're doing Jeremiah and Psalm 82. I am doing iSmart and David is going to look at Body Smart. So a little bit about iSmart. This is from a website called Multiple Intelligences and Faith Formation, a little bit blurb written by a woman named Sharon Eli Pearson. She says that iSmart people are people who like to do puzzles, draw, imagine, use color, and visualize. Now, uh, puzzles, I think, not word puzzles, because that would be word smart. Puzzles would be like jigsaw puzzles and and like maybe rebuses and things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, This iSmart learner is thinks best through seeing or visualizing. She encourages you to make sure that your space has posters and charts appropriate to the themes you are learning about, or in our case, preaching about. Mm -hmm. Refer to them. I mean, if they're up there, draw attention to them. Uh, And invite, she says students, but I'm going to say your congregation, to design displays and bulletin boards. Explore prayer through drawing. That is a really interesting Mm. thing. I didn't even think about that as I was going through my stuff. Mm -hmm. And illustrate Bible stories. Uh, We ordinarily have like paper and crayons and things to keep children busy during the worship services. We have these little bags that we we hand out to to wee kids particularly. But um, 
doodling or drawing, uh, particularly things that come to your mind as you're listening to the sermon are a good way to engage or for iSmart people to engage with what's going on. And it actually made me think of a bulletin that Meredith did once with you and Jesus. Remember? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus was rocking out and I was moshing. Yes, that's great. In my robe. Yeah. <laughs> Need to find that sometime. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, anyway that's iSmart. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at Body Smart and also using Sharon Pearson's material. She's uh, doing church education, I think. It's, she's with... Uh, a Christian educator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's with uh, Virginia Theological Seminary. Mm-hmm. And so for Body Smart, she says, this person likes to build, experience, feel, and touch, make things move. Uh, this learner needs to move and feel. Everyone learns best through experience and doing. And goes on to say, hopefully our classrooms no longer have students sitting at desks with a teacher expert pouring information into their heads, which sounds a lot like <laughs> preaching. Yes, it certainly uh, does. <laughs> gee, if only somebody were doing a podcast to help us Get think, break of, out of, think that. of other ways of doing things. <laughs> hmm, so, we should look hmm, into that. We should. Uh, so anyway, um, for body smart, for preaching, that's the sort of thing we're doing is anything to get folks moving and Mm -hmm. whether it's, uh, uh, the congregation is actually moving or if they're watching somebody else Mm -hmm. moving, when you watch somebody else do an activity, your brain kind of locks in and pretends it's doing it at the same right, time, right. which is why when my kids play video games, I'm always leaning <laughs> left it's and right. It's true. Oh, swinging all over so the place. It is so true. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Everybody gets a workout. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's, that's what I've got. That's what we're going to be looking at. All right. Let's do it. The Old Testament lesson for Year C Ordinary 20 is Jeremiah 23, verses 23 through 29. And this is a complimentary lesson for the New Testament because of the last verse in this section. Is not my word like fire, says the Lord, Mm -hmm. like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. Uh, Jesus is similarly having some... um, big moments in the Luke passage, <laughs> which we'll get to in a little bit, but um, yeah. So, Bringing a little drama. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that, that's where that connects. Um, I'm not entirely sure because I didn't take the time to look around what's going on in Jeremiah before and after this passage, but this is where uh, the Council of Prophets has uh, been essentially being yes men um they're telling the king what the king wants to hear and jeremiah is like why are you doing that and so then speaking through jeremiah god asks the council am i a god nearby and not a god far off and then continues on in in a, in in that vein to um really take them to task for speaking lies and uh, having their hearts far away uh, from from the Lord God. In other words, God's not real happy with them right here. Mm-hmm. But what caught my attention as an iSmart um, experience is that first question that God asked, am I a God nearby and not a God far off? Which made me think of a cosmic game of red light, green light. Oh, 
which is kind of body smart because it's a game that children mm-hmm. play. But it's also um, uh, just this idea of in, of space. And remember, eye smart is also spatial. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's it's not just what you see, but it's the space in which you see it and how the space in which you see things moves you or informs you. So that got me to thinking about red light, green light, that game we used to play as kids. And so I have a link to a way of playing it. And I'm, it's it's down at the bottom of the instructions. One of the things they say is remember, tell the children, no running. (laughs) So no, let them run. That's part of the game. Anyway, so that's an illustration. Special effect going along with this idea of God being nearby or far off. Uh, beforehand, make some handheld signs that say nearby and far off. You can like put them on um, index cards with popsicle sticks, attach them with tape, and, and just hand them out to people. Uh, stick them in the bulletin or something so that everybody has them. So as this passage is being held, encourage people to hold up one of the nearby or far off signs as they listen. Is, is God nearby in this or is God far off? And... um. I think maybe also do a little interpreting as to what those, I mean, God is, is, is trying to say, no, I'm here near you all the time, but there are times when we experience God as being far off. Um, so you can use those as sort of visual cues for reading the passage or any, at any point during the worship service, even you know, somebody feeling God near, uh, is mm-hmm. God feeling a little far off and maybe God being far off, um, is, is, is a sense of, you know, God being sort of this, uh, over, over overarching um, presence, uh, or if God is you know very close to the heart nearby. So anyway, it's just yeah, sort of the visual think, way of, of. I think this passage is a little odd for us because we focus so much on God being imminent. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, because I think probably you know during the Enlightenment. God was out there or oh, somewhere, yeah, totally. right? And and so, you know, it's good that we have passages that balance these things. Mm-hmm. We, we've become so attuned to God's imminence that we forget the transcendence sometimes. Right, and, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and something else that occurred to me as I was, I was talking about the experience of God being nearby is I know that in African-American churches, when somebody's feeling the spirit move, the, the way of expressing that is to either raise your hand mm-hmm. or even stand up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that might be an interesting, you know, do the nearby thing. If at any point during the service, somebody's feeling particularly moved nearby, or if you're feeling the experience of God being, wow, awesome and big, far off. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, definitely some body smart in there. Oh, yeah. Well. And there's yeah. some self and people smart, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks. What do you got? I've got for body smart, I was looking at verse 29 at the end. And the the thing that uh, struck me, as it were, was the phrase, like a hammer breaks rocks in pieces. And so that's where I focused most of my attention. Um, I, I was looking at some videos. I kind of did this backwards. I, I did the special effects first but then, and then the illustration. But I was looking at some videos of how you go about breaking rocks with a hammer. And there are particular ways. You don't just hit it? You don't just hit it. Well, you can just hit it. And in fact, there are some videos of somebody just hitting a rock <laughs> with a hammer. Uh, to no purpose, just hit it and, and, you know, everything kind of bounces off. The secret is to bang the rocks together. Right. 
Um, but if you want to do it in a way that will make the rock useful, mm. then you have to do it in a more controlled way. Was that like napping flint? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And so I've got a couple of videos like that where somebody is shaping the rock by Ooh, hitting it. Cool. And uh, so that's that's going to fall in the special effect category. But what I learned in doing that was that if you want the rock to be useful, you have to be patient, careful, and persistent, not just willy-nilly blasting away at the rock. Mm. And it, while the text here makes it sound like just banging that rock, mm-hmm. maybe what God is saying is, you know, shaping the rock. Oh, like a like a sculptor. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. that's a cool image. Uh, maybe that's not what he was going for. I don't know, but it, it would be something to play with. Anyway. It would. Uh, there's definitely some nature smart in there when you're banging rocks, but um, <laughs> uh, anyway... So for special effect, uh, like it says, bring in a hammer, a sledgehammer, and break some rocks. Break a rock in in pieces. Now, you'd have to be careful about that because rocks can splinter and and fire off little chips and stuff. So you have to be careful. Gallagher with his watermelons. Right, right, right. Except, you know, Gallagher's not going to put somebody's eye out. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Have you ever seen the way that stuff flies? (laughs) Um, so anyway, anyway, you need to take proper precautions to make sure that no one gets hit by flying rock chips. Mm. Uh, maybe a chisel would be the way to go or some of the other tools uh, that, that get used. And I've got a couple of videos, uh, links to videos. One of them is from an episode of Ask This Old House, uh, mm. wh- where they use a variety of tools to do a diff- variety of jobs on on uh, shaping some rocks cool uh maybe just pass a decent sized rock and hammer through the congregation so they can tap it some you know mm-hmm. not trying to actually break it although there will be those who yes. will, you know but uh, um uh, just something so they can get their hands on it themselves right right and, and that makes it a little more body smart for them um also of interest, there was a video of some uh, a particular rockfall in Pennsylvania. I think it was in Bucks County, mm-hmm. where all the rocks have this metallic ring when you hit them with a hammer. They sound like bells. Oh, how interesting! It's very interesting. It has nothing to do with the passage, but it's kind of interesting. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that might be uh, something else that you could pull in. Could okay, be music smart. It, it would have a little bit of music smart to it, yeah. yeah. And, and so it, it might be a transition between, um, you know, breaking the rocks and praise for God. Oh, there you go. So uh, I don't know. I just thought of that. Um, and then uh, while you're at it, you could maybe do uh, trying to strike some flame from steel and flint for the first part of the line. Am I not? Like a fire is right. my word, not like a fire. Right. Um, so do that with and that's some ice all work. due safety precautions, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay, let's go on. The psalm for year C, ordinary 20, is Psalm 82, verses 1 through 8. That's the whole thing. 
And uh, it is God coming into the divine council and speaking to the other gods. So that'll throw some people off to start with. Uh, <laughs> that that strong monotheistic streak that we have gets, right. gets upended a little bit here. Uh, God goes in among the other gods. And the theory here, I think, is that the different gods are responsible for the different nations. Right. Oh, sort of like the angels of the church in yeah. Revelation? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. okay. All right. So God comes in to call them to account because there is no justice happening. Uh, and and uh, because the, the gods is, of the nations mm-hmm. are allowing injustice to continue, that they're showing partiality to the wicked. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is like a board meeting. Yes. Yeah. A come to Jesus meeting for the board. <laughs> um, so he comes in and he's like, you are not doing your job right. You're not giving justice. You're giving partiality to the wicked, the weak and the orphans and the weak and the needy are getting trampled and you need to maintain their right and deliver them from the hand of the wicked. And then there's this little break I, I, well, in the NRSV, uh, they they put a little space around this, uh, and so it's hard to tell where this fits. But I think it's a commentary then on uh, on the response in verse five. In verse five, okay, they have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk around in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. So it's like the foundations of the earth. Uh, are based on the justice that people get, and that's being shaken. That's Whoa. what I'm thinking. Wow. And since there's no justice because the gods of the nations are walking in darkness, right? then the earth itself is being shaken. Wow. There is some serious nature smart right there. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Now, that's my interpretation of it, but uh, that's I, a think, good one. I think that's I, what's going on. Uh-huh. And then it goes back and... It says, I say, you are God's children of the Most High, all of you. Nevertheless, you shall die like mortals and fall like any prince. I think that's God again mm-hmm. addressing the council and mm-hmm. saying, you think you got it made here, but you're going to fall because you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. And then the psalmist at the end uh, or somebody says, Rise up, O God, and judge the earth, because all the nations belong to you. So God gets to claim the 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 work uh-huh. that the others have abandoned. This would be a really powerful call to worship. Yeah, it could be. So, uh, wow, I, I'm sorry, that took a very long time to... Well, whatever, but, but what have I, you got? Okay, uh, very simply, I put it to interpretive movement. Mm-hmm. For Body Smart. Uh, so I have that on the worksheet, which you can find at the show notes at morethanhearing.org. But I took every phrase basically, gave it some motion. So, and just basically uh, acting out that scene that we mm-hmm. were just talking about. Mm-hmm. So take a look at the worksheet and you'll, you'll see what I've got. You can invite people to, to do the motions along with you that they can mirror it as you do it mm-hmm. or just have somebody doing it up front. Right. Either right. way. Yeah. 
And you did interpretive movement for the Hebrew passage, Hebrews passage three years ago. So yes, I did. You really I like didn't remember. I, I do. But <laughs> I didn't even remember doing that until you told me. Great. Um, all right. So for iSmart, two things caught my attention for iSmart. The first, uh, the first one was verse one. Um, God taking his place uh, can also be translated as taking a stand. Uh, mm-hmm. in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Um, so for special effect, uh, try this exercise, which also includes some body smart. Uh, get a group group of people ahead of time to ponder what taking a stand might look like. Have them brainstorm some situations and then um, uh, present those, uh, God taking a stand. Or encourage your congregation to think about times when they themselves have taken a stand and do they see God doing the same? Can they see God doing the same thing uh, in, in that? Or mm. do you, can you, they see themselves as mirroring God uh, in taking a stand? And then uh, for verse five about walking around in darkness, uh, some illustrations about that. Have you ever been in a blackout where you're sitting in your house and suddenly the lights go off and you suddenly have no idea where all your furniture is? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this is at night when the lights go out. Right. Or have you ever tried to walk around outside in the dark before your eyes get used to the light? Mm-hmm. That can, uh, if there's a good moon, or um, if you're outside long enough, your eyes do eventually get adjusted. But um, it, at first, it's if you've been staring at your computer screen for a long time <laughs> and then go outside, as I sometimes do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's very hard to see anything yes. <laughs> because you've got this big blank space in front of me. Right. Or if you're a a person of a certain age and you have to get up in the middle of the night to use the restroom and discover that the door to the bathroom is a wall. (laughs) I have had that happen. Um, Or uh, for uh, if, if you've Come in late night as a teenager and you're trying to get to your room without waking up your folks mm-hmm. or your roommates or if uh, you come into bed late and you're trying not to wake up your spouse or walking around in the darkness. Parent walking through the kid's room after right. putting them to sleep and stepping on the Legos. <laughs> yeah. So some some examples of walking in the darkness. So there we go. All right. Let's go on. The New Testament or Epistle lesson for Year C Ordinary 20 is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 29, reading on through to chapter 12, verse 2, kind of bridging that gap there. The New Revised Standard Version um, has as the headline or the little titles for these particular passages, the faith of other Israelite heroes and the example of Jesus. So the author of Hebrews is really emphasizing um, faith by example. Most of uh, chapter 11 has been talking about Abraham and Abraham's faith in God and how that was considered uh, considered righteousness credited to him. And then uh, didn't want to stick with Abraham, so we've got all these other people, the people passing through the Red Sea, uh, the walls of Jericho falling, Rahab the prostitute being obedient and receiving the, the spies in, in peace, uh, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, and Samuel the prophets. Uh, and then goes on and on about all the things that those guys did. Women received their dead by resurrection. 
others tortured, refusing to accept release in order to obtain a better resurrection. Uh, All the other things that some of the martyrs had gone through, stoned to death, sawn in two, killed by the sword. Um, They wandered in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. And they were all commended for their faith, but didn't receive what was promised since God had provided something better. And then in chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, we have the example of Jesus. Uh, We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, so let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely and run with perseverance the race set before us, looking to God through Jesus, whose his example uh, set before him, enduring the cross. So, as far as iSmart is concerned, there's a heck of an awful lot to, to deal with in there in special effects. You could have posters of each of these people that is mentioned mm-hmm. and their example of perseverance obedience. I mean, this would be a great way to, to include your artists in, in your congregation. As it's read, uh, do what David and I have done for a variety of, um, usually at Christmas time, Telling the nativity story, I'll read the story and David will draw the story. So uh, you could work with somebody in your congregation who might have that fast drawing capability of you know, read this and have them draw that, draw the pictures of those things, or get actors to present each of these situations in tableau. Uh, go back to what we mm-hmm. did three years ago. We've got a script for you. Uh, let's use that. Uh, invite the congregation to imagine each scene in their imaginations. So read it slowly and give people time to visualize. Uh, find photos of seas, walls, kingdoms, law courts, fires, battle, women grieving, and and uh, project those up on your walls as you're reading them. So those are some special effects opportunities you can use to um, to show this particular passage. And something else you could do that could be kind of fun, the author of Hebrews builds this example of faith as though it's building blocks. So um, Mm. these verses follow right on the heels of Abraham. So maybe take each of these names and each of these situations and put them on a block and then stack them on top of each other as you read them. And then when you get to Jesus, put a cross on top of it. So you've got this heap with... The cross on top, which kind of functions in two ways. It's sort of this foundation of faith, you know, leading to Jesus, and then it's also maybe the representation of Golgotha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that would be cool. There like you go. That. All right, what have you got for Body Smart? Looking at chapter twelve, verse one, uh, we're surrounded by the cloud of witnesses. So let's lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and run with perseverance the race set before us. So um, got to think about that and training for a race by wearing ankle weights and maybe wrist weights and maybe even a weight belt. Mm. And the theory would be that uh, those weights help you build up strength and endurance, uh, but you don't want them during the actual race. So you would take them off and that would make you faster mm-hmm. uh, than, mm-hmm. than you would be carrying those weights and the race would be easier. That's the theory. I found an article uh, or a podcast at runnersconnect.com that, and we've got the link in the show notes that suggests that actually training with ankle weights increases the chance of injury as well as putting extra stress on your joints. So it might not be that great an idea 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, and they also change the way you move so in your practice so that it would be different from the way that you would be moving in the actual race, which could actually hamper your progress. Hmm. Uh, so you'd have a different muscle memory. Right, right, because you have to lift your feet in a different way and put right. them down. And they come down heavier in a different right. way. So you'd be moving in a different way. Okay. Uh, so uh, the the article actually suggests that the better way to increase your speed is not to use weights, but just to run more. Hmm. And that kind of works with this, you know. Let's lay aside the weights and yeah. the sin, and just run the just race, run. right? So boom, Makes straight, sense. pretty straightforward. So for special effect, bring in some ankle weights. They're usually available at any uh, any st- yeah, department target, stores yeah. or um, uh, sporting, sporting goods, goods. stores mm-hmm. and what have you. Uh, and there might be some folks in the congregation who, who have, have some already, right? So uh, bring some of those in so you can demonstrate what they're supposed to do and actually do. Uh, you could even pass them around so people can... Uh, film or call somebody up to put them on, you know, that kind of thing. Or get a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. All right. Um, anyway, uh, and and then talk about this this article and how those weights actually change all those things and, and may actually hamper you. Uh, and so the best thing then would be to lay them aside and go ahead and lay them aside. So, and invite your folks to imagine the weights if they're not getting the chance to wear them, but let them imagine wearing those weights for themselves. And then for a little bit of self-smart, let them name what that weight would be for them, you know, their own favorite sin. And then... (laughs) uh, As opposed to a favorite son? Yes. Yes. It ain't me. Very different. Very different. (laughs) Uh, and then let them imagine how much lighter they would feel without those weights. Hmm. And, and maybe let them try on the weights after the service or something, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, those at once. But So that's what I've got. It's interesting. I like it. Okay, let's go on. The gospel lesson for year C, Ordinary 20, is Luke 12, verses 49 to 56. This is one of those, ah, man, I really don't like this passage. <laughs> Two reasons, two reasons I don't like it. One, I, I'm not that thrilled with the content. And, and two, uh, it's, it's two things put together that Luke is doing a lot of that very well. Yeah. So we have Jesus, the cause of division to start with, and that's 49 and, uh, through 53. And then interpreting the time is 54 to 56. So he starts off, I came to bring fire to the earth and how I wish it was kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with and what stress I'm under until it's completed. Do you think I came to bring peace? No, I came to bring division. And uh, then goes into some math smart about how he's going to do long division in your family. (laughs) Uh, three against two and two against three and so oh, on. Oh, God, fractions. <laughs> you got it. Uh, and then listing who's going to be against who, father against son and backwards and mother against daughter and in-laws against. You know, 
that's just normal divisions. Well, isn't it in some well, ways? Or is some he, ways. Is he, so is his coming just going to exacerbate the already uh, present division? I don't know. That's the for catalyst. the exegete to decide, I guess. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then. And well, there's some math smart there. There is. There, there is. Catalysts. Yep. Um, and then interpreting the time is when you see the clouds rising in the west, you know it's going to rain. When you feel the south wind, you know it's going to be hot. Hey, you know how to read the signs of of the weather, but why can't you interpret the present time? Jesus o- needs okay, a nap. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he had made the turn toward Jerusalem. Yeah, and yeah. So yeah, things were yeah. things were building. Yeah. It's a so stressed. yeah. Okay. So for body smart, looking at verse fifty up at the top there, I have a baptism to be baptized with. Uh, have you ever been the poor sucker in the dunk tank? <laughs> no. <laughs> s- 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 yeah, I, I, I'm trying to remember if I have. I don't think I have, but I I was the guy that people threw pies at once. I think <laughs> they're sponges or something. But anyway, that that poor sucker sitting in the dunk tank, right, sitting over the water, waiting until somebody manages to hit the trigger and you drop into the water. Um. That could be kind of anxiety-producing, especially if the water's cold yeah. uh, or if you don't like getting wet that much. Uh, and well, it's also kind of like that that one uh, amusement park ride where you go way high and then they bring oh, you yeah, out like and the then you're waiting terror. until they, they let you go and then you do a free fall. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of... That's anxiety-producing, yeah, yeah, too, yeah, particularly yeah. if you don't like heights. Right. So how much worse if you knew you would die when you hit the water? Ooh. So, yeah. And that's that, that seems to be where Jesus is going. We're assuming here the baptism of his death. Right, right, right. Uh, so, yeah. That, no wonder he's cranky. You know? Yeah. So we'll give him that. <laughs> So there's that for an illustration. For a special effect, going on to the next couple of verses uh, about dividing the family, find a family that's sitting in the congregation together and go and sit right in the middle of them between the parents and the kids and just kind of, you know, muscle your way way in in. there, push your way in there and divide between the parents and the kids. As you're reading this passage? That could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Or, Or... or just as part as of your, little, as, yeah, little, as you're talking okay. about that, and yeah. um, you know, it, I, I, the division he's talking about, of course, is uh, arguing two sides or right, right. taking a stand for two different <clears throat> things, and right, presumably right. those who are for Christ and those who don't care, right. or something like that. Or but Jesus Christ. is in the middle of that. But Jesus yeah. is the, the cause right. of their division, right? right, right. So this physical sitting in between it would in some sense usually be more of a peacekeeping thing where you're getting between arguing oh, yeah, parties sure, but sure. but if they're not actively arguing you know then it's just breaking up the flow right and so intruding yeah intruding and that so it's not quite what Jesus is going for, but at the same time, I think it would give you an opportunity to discuss you what, know, this fe- what, what this it's like to like. feel yeah. like you're suddenly separated from your family. Right. 
which of course is a hot spot politically for some camps these right days. Now. Yes. So be careful about how you choose to do this. And certainly don't exploit any kids' fears while you're doing this mm -hmm. to make the point. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, just be aware of um, of how that could how that could play. Uh, you know, Jesus' point isn't to justify dividing families. No, not at all. That's not his intention, and certainly not for geopolitical reasons, right? Mm -hmm. But but his words do mean something, and so. Uh, uh, the call of Christ is is one that challenges our deepest loyalties. Yeah, and I think that's probably really what he's going with yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Although, yeah, whew, that could be really interesting. Yeah. Okay, for um, iSmart, I'm kind of uh, dipping one foot rather deeply into nature smart with verse 54 about seeing the the clouds rising up in the west. For an iSmart um, special effect, verse 54, I'm, I'm, you know, again, borrowing heavily from Nature Smart, but I found a, a link to an uh, article at AccuWeather with different varieties of clouds. And some of them are kind of those oh, wispy things and others are, oh my God, get the kids. <laughs> uh, so you could project those up on the wall and then talk about how those different clouds predict different types of weather that's coming. Mm -hmm. Um also, for these verses, for projecting images, do different types of traffic signs and other types of signs that we mm. pay attention to daily. Uh, and then... The signs of the times? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then uh, post some pictures of the present time signs that Jesus is referring to, um, or maybe even hearken back to Jeremiah and the psalm. Uh, mm -hmm. justice or some mm -hmm. of the things that mm -hmm. the, the martyrs in Hebrews uh, went through. Ah. Uh, signs of the times. Ooh. So uh, as an illustration, again, for verse 54, we may not be as apt at interpreting weather signs as our ancestors were because they were a lot of them were much more involved in agriculture. Uh, and we pay people to do it for us. Right. And right. So we don't really um, rely on signs in the sky so much, but there are signs that we do pay attention to. So maybe mm -hmm. talk about some of those things. Cool. That's it for today's podcast. Please ask questions or leave us a comment on our website, www.morethanhearing.org or at facebook.com slash morethanhearing or tweet us at morethanhearing, or email us at connect at morethanhearing.org. If you tried any of these suggestions, or maybe got an idea that you like even better than ours, please let us know what you did and how it went. We would love to hear how using this theory has made a difference in your preaching and worship. Remember to check out the show notes, worksheets, links, and resources at our website. They go hand in glove with the podcast and give you lots more material to work with. Don't forget to subscribe using the links on the website for iTunes, Google Play, Android, or good old RSS. Or point your podcatching software at morethanhearing.org slash feed slash podcast. Help others find us more easily by writing a review at the iTunes store. And of course, you can always share the show with your friends and colleagues. We'll be back with another episode next week. So in the meantime, stay subscribed and be smart.
the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. This is a Whip It Good production. Uh, blah. <clears throat>